Welcome to this message from City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon. City Bible Church is a vibrant community of people with one common desire to experience God, enjoy people, and celebrate life. Whenever I move into a new series, I like to tell you how I came about that. Simply through prayer meditation is always my first stop for planning to move the church into a new thought. We spent the last number of weeks on the word no, then on the word yes, just to establish an attitude. And now we're going to move to a new word, and the word for this season is the word connect. I'd like you to write it down. I want you to think about it. We're going to talk about the word connect. The word connect is the word that's used a lot in our society because connection is so very important to everything that happens around us. In a technological age, connection is absolutely of primary importance. You cannot connect with your computer or your fax machine or your phone or your cell phone or your bank or whatever it is. You can have serious malfunctions in life if you have a breakdown in connection. So it is in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is built around specific kinds of connections. And I'm going to give you those in the message today. The kingdom of God moves through connections that are made in your life. The kingdom of God also recognizes disconnects. The enemy is the person who will work overtime to make sure you have a disconnect. And we're going to take care of that also. To connect simply means to be joined, linked, together. Now we're talking about you being linked and joined together, not just with people. The people thing is part of it, but I'm going much larger with your connection than just a people thing, that you'll be united and fastened to life-giving connections. Life-giving connections that secures your future and helps you to fulfill the purposes of God. So where are those life-giving connections that God wants to bring, which are already established, that you might find that you would have a divine encounter with that connection in such a way that you would secure your future, you would fulfill your purposes, you would not leave anything disconnected in your life, and you would move through to a place of absolute fruitfulness because you have connected every place you are supposed to to connect. My heart for this series goes something like this. Being vitally connected is God's desire and purpose and dream for your life. God has already provided all the connecting points you will ever need. You don't have to try and figure this out. Well, have I missed a connecting point? I'll show you what they are. Have I disconnected some vital life-giving connection that should be there? Maybe. And if so, I think we'll pinpoint it. Are you a disconnect kind of person? If so, we're going to try to fix that. God's dream for your life is that you would not have any disconnects at any divine pivotal points that would bring the kind of connection flow you need to become the person that God has called you to be. Disconnected. Disconnected is defined this way. Being disconnected is the desire of the enemy, obviously, of your life for you to be separated, divided, fragmented, destroyed, 
isolated from the life-giving vital connections that God would want to bring into your life. So you have the capacity to walk in absolute firm connections or you have the capacity to be unplugged sometimes or you have the capacity to be so disconnected you don't even know where the plug is. You don't even know what wire is loose. If I'm sitting there with all my computer gear, you've seen the advertisements probably at times where somebody's trying to fix the stereo or fix the TV or fix a computer and they have all the tools and they're doing all this stuff. But when you actually see the problem, it's because there's one little disconnect. It's not plugged in. Because it's not plugged in, it doesn't matter how much you know, it doesn't matter how much you have, if there's a disconnect at a vital place, all this will never serve you and you will be frustrated. Are you disconnected anywhere? Where has the enemy fragmented, divided, separated, or isolated you from life-giving connections? We're going to be going through the book of Ephesians. You can start reading with me for the next probably eight weeks. We'll go through the book of Ephesians as the foundation to the series. It's only six chapters. You could read easily a chapter a day and read it several times. Or you could read four or five verses a day and go ahead and log in and get yourself a notebook and write down your own thoughts as we go. And then when I hit onto a verse that you've actually been meditated on, you can compare your thoughts with my thoughts and Holy Spirit thoughts and say, wow, I thought of that too. And you know what? The Holy Spirit was talking to me about the same thing. That is really cool that I'm hearing from God and I'm reading the Bible right. So try it. Get into the Word. Start with the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 1, and start reading through the entire epistle. I'm going to take you through seven vital connections in the book of Ephesians. Here they are. Seven vital connections in the book of Ephesians. Number one connection, the Christ connection. Why would I start there? Because I can't start anywhere else. If you don't have a Christ connection, or if you misunderstand it, or if the cord is not plugged into the right place, or if it's religious, doctrinal, or mental, and it's not life, you're going to miss out on everything I'm going to say. You cannot have a growing Christian life without a growing relationship with Christ. It's not a matter whether you're going to hell or heaven, although that's a, I shouldn't say it so uh, off the cuff. It's not a matter. Of course, eternal hell and heaven does really matter. And of course, you need to seal the deal and know for sure that you understand your eternal state is heaven and not hell and that you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and the blood of Christ has come into your life and you have a born-again relationship and you are walking with the Lord Jesus. That has to happen. I will tell you again how that happens. Next weekend would be a great time to invite an unsaved, unchurched, a person that is agnostic, atheistic, or a person that's on the fence or a person who just doesn't know a person who just doesn't have a grasp on what salvation means to them or why, why they should be saved. Bring them to the service. Give me a chance to work on them a little bit. Give the Holy Spirit a chance. The message will be exactly on that question. How do I know if I have a Christ 
connection. Now, beyond the initial Christ step, Christ connection that you're born again, most of you listening to me right now probably are born again, and you've been saved, and you've sealed the deal, and you know that. It also involves the growing of the Holy Spirit package in you, the Christ package, that embryonic seed, that you actually have enough life-giving relationship that you are maturing that you are a better Christian next year than you are this year. You're a better believer. You have more fruit of the Spirit. You have more kingdom activity. You have more insight into the invisible. You have more prayer than you've ever prayed before. You have read more Scripture. You have had more ramas and quickenings from the Word. You have to have a life-giving relationship with Christ in order to grow. And so we're going to push that along. Number two... You also need to have what I call the purpose connection. The purpose connection will be involved with Ephesians 1, about half the chapter, Ephesians 2, about four of the verses, Ephesians 3, three of the verses. I'm going to point out that God has a divine plan for you, absolutely. It's called the purpose of God, the will of God, the way of God. He's chosen, elect, and predestined. There's some delicious words in there, and they belong to you. It's still amazing to me that some people will live life without any sense of purpose. If you will really press them, they don't understand purpose. They don't understand the will of God. The will of God to them is so general it can be anything. They don't understand being chosen or elected or predestined for any specific thing. I would like to at least point it out theologically, biblically, practically, that you would at least consider this with me, that God's hand is on you for a reason, God has elected you for a reason, and there's a way to know if you're walking in the purposes of God or not. And so we'll point that out and try to make sure you're connected to purpose. I'm living my life as a connected person. I believe I'm connected to purpose. I am not double-minded. I am not doubting. I am not going backwards. I am not discouraged, depressed, wondering what's going to happen next week, next month, and what will happen in 10 years from now, and will I ever fulfill? It's not my life. I have a purpose. I have a choosing. I have a way. I have an election. I have something that's going on with me that is divine. You also have the same thing. Your life is meant to be lived on purpose, and that purpose can be identified. I want to help you connect to a purpose, and make sure that you at least have the tools to begin to examine your purpose. Number three, I want to speak with you about the power connection. Power connection is used in Ephesians a number of ways. It's the words that speak about strength, might, power, the dunamis. It's the scriptures that speak about what should go on inside of us How strong should we be? The inner fortitude, but it's more than that. It's it's a certain kind of power. There are four Greek words that Paul uses in this epistle that pinpoint it. He puts his finger on it, and he uses four very important words about the power package that you have. Now, you can have a power package. It's like me using um, software. I'm not a big, big genius tech person. Boy, that would be an extreme statement even to put me in any category of a tech person. I I know how to turn my computer on. I know how to do email. I know how to do group-wise. 
I know how to do Bible research. I know how to do several things, but my computer can do probably 500 more things than what I do. How do I know that? Because when John Brytels, my IT guy, comes in to show me something about my computer, he goes through my computer, moves things around, and finds files that I never knew existed. And I said, that's in my computer. He said, you don't know that? Yeah, and this is there. And he starts going, and the arrow's moving so fast, I get dizzy, and I have to say to John, stop. This is a knowledge overload. I don't want to know all this. All I want to know is, can I send an email? Because it's so complex to me, and the more I get into it, and it's the way it is with the power package in us. We have so much more available to us that we do not access because we don't know how to access it. And so we just leave it dormant. You have a power package. You have some strength and might and things that you can draw on that would give you an edge in life. I want to teach you how to get more involved in your power package. Number four, we're going to talk about the leadership connection. The leadership connection is Ephesians 4, 11, and 12 would be the obvious scripture in Ephesians, but there's more in the structures of authority and the structures of leadership than just in that one scripture that we will expand into. And this is what I want to say to you. If you are not connected properly to good leadership, you will not grow as well as you should. Now, we're in a culture where everything is solo. Leaders should be questioned. Church leaders take too much control. And, you know, if you even use the word submit, or the word authority, or the word covering, or the word whatever, mentoring, or discipling, people freeze up a little bit. They don't quite know what you mean. So are you going to try to, like, uh, you know, take some authority over my life? Well, like the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1, he says, I would never use my authority to domineer your life. But he never said I would never use it. You have to be connected to leadership, not just in authority, but in a mentoring way in a challenging way, in a feeding way, in a leading way, that you might become the person you want to become, you need to be connected to a leader. If I play football, I want a coach that knows the game and who can show me what I'm doing wrong and show me what I'm doing right. I respect his leadership. And I've watched sports people. It's amazing how a kid can be sloppy and sloppy mouth and bad attitude in the classroom and this and that. But when a coach gets a hold of him, and says to that kid, change your attitude, change this and change that, or you won't play for me. That kid has character. They start forming an opinion about life. They start recognizing they can control their mouth. They start recognizing they can control their schedule. I can't believe that a coach can get a kid out of bed at 6 o'clock in the morning every morning. Or tell them, we will practice at 11 o'clock tonight, and they are there early. Or say to them, you will not go to this party. And if you do, they don't do anything. Why? Because they respect the leadership of that person so much. And what that person can do in them, they will absolutely submit themselves to that person of leadership. Do you have anybody in a spiritual realm that you respect that much? Then they said to you, you know, you really should go to the men's prayer meeting at 6.30 in the morning and do the discipling class. And you would say, well, fat chance, buddy. Who are you to tell me what to do? I don't get up at that time. I go to work at 8. I don't need to be somewhere at 6.30. I mean, what's your attitude? Maybe someone would come along and say, you know what? This is what you need to do to improve your life. Do you have a connection 
to a leader. Leadership are the principles. Because our culture has so slam dunked that that we don't even go there anymore. I'm going to go there. And I'm going to ask you, connect to good leaders, small group leaders, lay pastors, counselors, people that can help you grow. Number five, the church connection. The church connection. Ephesians chapter 4, actually it begins with Ephesians 3, then it goes to 4, then it goes to 5, then it goes to 6. All the chapters speak about the corporate body and the corporate identity and the corporate relationship. The Apostle Paul had the audacity to say that if you don't attach yourself to the church in a real vital connection, you will be tossed to and fro, you will be unprotected with false doctrine, and you will not fulfill the will of God in your life as far as the purpose that God has for you. That's strong language. I'm glad that he said it first. What's your connection to the church? Say, well, I'm here, I attend. That's awesome beginning. But there has to be a vital connection to church, which means you have to know what your grace is, how you dispense that grace, and how you help the church grow. Let me ask you a question. Don't answer. Don't shake your head. Don't do anything to let people know what you're thinking. If the growth of this church depended on you, would it grow in the next year? If you are the standard, what would happen to our church? Do you ever volunteer for anything? Do you ever take another person under your wing? Do you ever have anybody to your home? Do you ever lead anybody to Jesus? Do you ever? Now let's sink in for a minute. Because if you don't, you're losing out on one of the most wonderful aspects of Christianity. To belong to a church is not to attend and put your butt in the chair. To belong to a church is to connect to its ministries, its DNA, and its people and make it better. That's how you belong. That's how you connect. But some people will go to church their whole life and never connect. Never connect. But not here at City Bible Church. We are filled with vital connectors. Number six. I want you to experience the relationship connection. He says we're the body. We're joint. Every joint supplies. We're not only committed to the corporate gathering and the corporate ministries and the corporate leadership and the personal leadership. And we use grace and we use gift. And we have a lot of stuff going on there. But the Apostle Paul also says in this book more than once, you need to understand where your relationships are. Are you ready? Everybody look at me now, all campuses. I want you to do something right now. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do it. Pen and paper, if you don't, do it in your mind. Write down seven people that you were closely, intimately, vitally connected to. Right now, seven people. Well, maybe I should define what a vital connection is. Maybe I should define what a vital relational connection would look like. Not a person that you just know their name. 
It's a person that would know everything about you, can say anything to you, any time of the day or the night. They can encourage, confront, shape you, and you can do the same thing to them. They are connected to your life. They know your likes, your dislikes, your weaknesses, your strengths. They're the person that will pull the car over, look you in the eye and say, no one else might say this to you, Joe, but I'm going to say it to you. What's up? You treat your wife horrible, and I'm sick of it. I've watched you for weeks, and I'm confronting you as a friend. You need to clean it up, buddy. That's not the way you should treat your wife. She's a great lady, and you trash her all the time in front of people. That's a friend. Now, you might not get in the car with him for a while. That's a friend that would look you in the eye and say, you know what? This is the problem. A relational connection. Number seven, I want you to have a Holy Spirit connection. Holy Spirit connection involves at least ten things in this epistle. Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? But beyond that, you're to walk in the Spirit, know the Spirit, hear the Spirit, have the fullness of the Spirit. You're to dispense the Spirit. You are to be a person who can help people get into the Spirit. You are to put on your armor by the Spirit. You are to pray in the Spirit. There's a lot to do with Spirit connection. How are you doing with Holy Spirit connection? 